Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Hey, just I didn't even get to my building. I was just walking up the street, and that's all. Yeah. I saw hats, saw jerseys, I saw the the shirt jerseys, I saw hoodies, jackets. It yep. was wild. I, I saw a baby shark hoodie. <laughs> the baby, uh, I guess I don't know if they're custom if they're official, but they're like baby yeah. shark nationals jerseys. Yeah, I mean nationals uh, hoodies. Yeah, those it's are so wild. I don't know if these are official either, but yeah, like it, it is pretty cool. It's. Like, I've been doing the same thing, like, at work, like, because, I mean, there's there's a dress code and all, but I don't give a shit. So, like, I show up in a Nats hoodie pretty much every day of this playoff run. And uh, there's a few other people that are, like, wearing hats and stuff like that. And, like, a couple of people that are, like, that, like bigger fans. But, like, I didn't work today, but today was a casual day for anybody who wanted to wear their Nats gear. So it was... I'm telling you, man, and, like, everybody in this city is just, like, into it. And, like, listen to this. So I tweeted yeah. this out, right? Well, we'll get to that because I normally never use Twitter, but there's a reason. <laughs> uh, so I tweeted this out and I said, um, I said I was in uh, was in D.C. all day with the fam visiting museums. The amount of uh, and I tagged the Nationals, uh, the amount of Nationals gear on all the Smithsonian Museum and WMATA employees plus random D.C. visitors was incredible. I love our city. And Metro replied and said, this is awesome, Mike. Thanks for sharing your observations of the city. We are definitely ready for the World Series. Like. It was cool. And like, even no, they're not, <laughs> they lied. If they were ready for the world series, my commute home would not have been what it was today. They didn't even, they, they, they didn't even run extra trains. Like, oh, they did. Jeez. No, like, like I'm used to just nor like I partially hate baseball season <clears throat> only because, you know, when the Nats have a home game, I'm generally going to run into some of that traffic, especially if I work late, like I did all this week. So, like, I, I, I kind of get used to it. Like, okay, trains are going to be, like, you know, they're going to be a little bit packed, but whatever. Uh, like, today, today, the, uh, the, like, the entire platform was packed like it was just regular rush hour. Yeah. But then you had, but then you had, like, regular commuters like myself, and then you also had, like, a bajillion Nats fans. And, and, and unlike, you know, normally where, you know, people, you know, people are getting off the train of the font because they have other places to be. No, no one had any other place to be except Navy Yard Metro today because yeah. the trains were already packed. But, but like they were like, there were some cars where, where they were basically like you were squeezing maybe three or four people in at a time if you could. Yeah. And like, even with me, even with me, with the train I got on. I squeezed in and like I was literally shoulder to shoulder to the point where I like, I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I couldn't lift my arms. I couldn't walk anywhere. I could I could I was literally stuck and pressed against like the back door. Uh the, the back door opposite of where the um the uh the platform was. Like yeah. It, yeah, like it, it was so ridiculous. And like I, I was looking at the schedule, like the you know, the little the um electronic one. And like normally, like during baseball season, like they run special trains that are just that are just going to Navy Yard, and then they turn around. Not today. So I'm calling shenanigans on Metro. You were you were <laughs> not prepared. You were not prepared for what was going on today. <laughs> you would have a much better um, perspective on it than I would because you actually live up there. That you know, I'm just the tourist, basically. Like, 
<laughs> I'm from I'm from Virginia. I used to grow up. I grew up around here. You know, like yeah. So like me getting on the metro like once every like six months is not that big a deal. So it was it was just really cool. It was really cool seeing the city excited. And mm. honestly, like with our cold open tonight for GGR Pirate Radio, like the last like like six episodes have been in some way, shape, or form about the Nationals. But you yeah. want to know what, ladies and gentlemen? Let me state this right up right up front. It's not that I don't care. You guys know what GGR is. It's about the things that we're passionate about. It's the things that we love the most. It's the things that we want to talk about. And this is right now, like for any of you guys that are listening to this, that are from a different city, like Steve's not on right now because his son's not feeling too well. And he might join us in a little bit. But for Pittsburgh, man, like no offense to Pittsburgh, but fuck, but fuck Pittsburgh, man. They are spoiled. Like, exactly. Between the Penguins and the Steelers, like they they have teams always in the playoffs. Uh, okay, and they're always right. always good. They're always in playoff contention every single year. And for us, this this has been a twenty year journey. Like yeah. the the football team. And we've dragged them and we will continue to drag them because they're a joke. (laughs) But like they were the only hope for a long time. They're the only good team. Like the Caps used to make the playoffs all the time in the 80s and 90s, but like they never really did anything. And there was no baseball team and the basketball team was dreadful. And like this is a big deal for us because we're, we're all of those other teams other than the football team are finally starting to do well. And it's just it's awesome. It's it's also it's also been a really slow kind of transition because I mean you can we we've mentioned this a million times before and I'll say it again now like DC's been a football town for as long as many of us can remember you know like you said all the other teams were just not good they they weren't good or they just weren't relevant like people didn't particularly care like you can you you can go as as recent as 2010 2011 to find wizards ambassador wale openly cheering for other franchises it's it's a it's a part of this area unfortunately because either the teams were so bad that you had to go elsewhere to find decent decent teams or like there were no teams and like What's encouraging right now is because I'm, I mean, I'll be brutally honest. Yes, my focus is on the podcast, but I'm also watching the game right now. So am I. <laughs> it is, it is a good 90-10 split. I see a few Astros hats and jerseys like in the crowd, but it is very slim. It is almost all red. And like in, in a DC. How it should be. Yeah, it is never like that. Ever. This is, this is unprecedented for a DC sporting event. And it's just, it's awesome. Like our people are showing up. Our people are showing out. Our people are excited about this, man. And it's just like, it's about goddamn time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like we said when, when the caps won last year, like it's been a long time coming. Like it, it, like to, to being honest, just as a DC sports fan, the last 16 or so months have been probably the most magical time to be a fan of DC sports, uh, like sans the sans the football team, you can point at almost every other f- local franchise and 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 see that they've been making moves to get better, or they've they've achieved you know which what you're trying to achieve in your given sport. The Caps, 
the Caps, you know, broke the curse and and yeah. they won they won their championship. The the Valor, regardless of the fact that they were two and ten <laughs> in a four team arena league, they won. They they haven't even they've only existed for what like three years now. Yeah, and they they already have a championship like that. That's that's amazing. The Wizards the Wizards fired their longtime GM. The reason that they're they're the only team in the last twenty years to not have won fifty games at least once. They got rid. They got rid of it and brought in a lot of really great basketball minds, and they've drafted really well. Like the, their their owner, their owner, you know, basically had their own their own version of a Vinny Serrato and Ernie Grunfeld, and they they got rid of them to show that they're serious about hey getting better. They want people to take the franchise seriously. You can look at the Nats. The the Nats are in the World Series right now. I mean that that's. I mean that that's all I need to say about that. The Mystics just a few weeks ago won the uh, won the WNBA championship. Yeah. After going to the championship last year. Yeah. So you can you can point vert almost at every other team locally. The United made the playoffs this season. You can look at almost every other every other team and and look and see something that they're doing, and 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 see that they're you know like the 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 arrows pointing up for them. It's it's just awesome. I, I was uh, speaking of awesome. Victor Robles just made an amazing catch in center field. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, thought it was gone for a second. Honestly, I was worried, but Jose Altuve is not too happy. But you know what? They can kiss my the, the whitest part of my ass. Um, because like I I just I tweet I just tweeted this out too. And hey, you'll notice I'm talking about Twitter a whole lot, guys. Um, let's do this because. Oh, it's going to be story time here in just a second. I think it's going to be a me and you show, man. Because honestly, like, Steve, no shade at all, buddy. Like, if it, I'm sure you'll listen to this at some point, man. If your kid's sick, dude, none of us are going to fault you for bowing out on this episode tonight, man. If you jump on and you jump on, if you don't, no worries. It'll be an, an MC and I show because we are going to be singing the praises of DC Sports. But we're also going to be talking about the frustrations of social media here in just a minute. Because let me... I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold my rage for, for just a minute and I'll, and I'll save it because it'll be even better when I, when I spew it all out here. But guys, uh, we're running DC sports, man. It's, it's happening. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep going in on this because it's just, it's, it's an exciting time. And like, I got to, I was reminded today of why I love that city and not just the sports stuff, man. Like I went and we went and saw, um, Jackson and I did kind of like a tour of we went and saw the Washington Monument. That's the closest I've ever been to the Washington Monument in my entire life. We'll talk about all of that here, but it's going to be a diner episode. We're just going to be talking about the things that we love um, and, and going off on those tangents that we like to do. It's GGR Pirate Radio, and we'll be coming up in just a moment. What you mean?
to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Start your computations for time warp. You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I did. This is called Pirate Radio. Well, Jeff, my friend, today's the day you become a man. A pinata man. Hey, Phil. Phil? Hey, Phil Connors, Ned. Why would they make you president? Well, maybe it's because I can recite all 50 states in a quarter of a second. This is called Pilot Radio. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. 69, dudes! It's Four Leaf Clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so f***ing awkward, bud. This is called Pilot Radio. Dylan! You son of a... Like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh, are for jerks. <laughs> uh, Pam, I will end you. This is called Pilot Radio. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally gonna use that, too. Here's the kick now. The pitch fastball is hit in the air to left center field. Robles calling for it. He's under it waiting. And he makes the catch. He makes the catch. Bang. Zoom go the fireworks. A National League championship winning. Curly W is in the box. And for the first time since 2019, when you heard the Nationals have won the National League Championship and they will play for the World Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, it's a wonderful time to be a DC sports fan. We are so excited here. Uh, It's myself, Mike Lunsford, as I mentioned. I'm your host. I'm also the co-founder of GGR Pirate Radio. I've also got with me the other co-host who is, I would say, is equally as passionate about DC sports as I am. Uh, His name is MC Brooks. Kick their Astros. I like it. Um, and joining us in just a few minutes here, we will have uh, the co-founder of GGR. His name is uh, Steve Monick. Um, 
guys, it's an awesome time right now. It's it's my favorite time of the year. I love I love the fall. The leaves are changing. The weather's nice. Like today, it was like it it was in the seventies like all day, and like there was like a nice breeze. Uh, it was just it was a gorgeous day. It was just absolutely wonderful, and. My uncle was in from Florida. He just arrived at um, at a Reagan National, and he said he wanted to get all the kids together and go to a museum because my like the youngest grandkid in our family, um, she is like obsessed with dinosaurs. So she wanted to go see the dinosaurs at the uh, National History Museum. So we we went and like we just had we had a blast. And ja- uh, my son Jackson went with us, and it was just like an awesome day. I was wearing my Nats hat, and like everybody everybody around us was just like, go Nats. And like, I talked to the dudes that worked at the Smithsonian for a little bit and they were super excited. And one guy's like, oh, I got tickets, dude. I'm so excited. And I was like, I'm just telling you, like, if you, if you go and they win tonight, you have to go to game four. Cause if you don't, it's your fault. And he laughed. And I was like, you're, if you're a good luck charm, <laughs> but like, it was just, there's that awesome energy. It, it, it's like when the caps won the Stanley cup, there's that energy in this city. And like this the, right now, the Nats, the Nats are doing something that no other team in baseball history has done. They've won eight games in a row, eight playoff games in a row. That's tied for the record. If they if they win one more, they set the record for the most wins in a row. But and they've also they did, however, set the record for uh, like games won on the road in that span with five. That's it's incredible. It's incredible. They they're they've won more they've won more games on the road than they have at home. Like how nuts is that? They've won five on the road and two and three at home. Like that's just, it's incredible. I'm just, I'm so and excited it, about this. And and the level of competition that they've done it against is also kind of incredible. I mean, you you gave you gave two pitchers, one of which hadn't lost since before, since honestly the day before the Nats went on their run. Yeah, May twenty second was the, was the last was the last time Garrett Cole lost. You, you hand him his you hand him his first loss since then. You hand Verlander his first loss in the wild, and and you gave him a rather unfortunate World Series record with six World Series losses that literally no other pitcher has. Yeah, <laughs> no other no other pitcher has. And then on top of that, you score seventeen runs against them in two games. Yeah, like that's 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 incredible. All I'm saying is this though: as much as I don't want to root for Justin Verlander right now because, well, he's Justin Verlander and he's, you know, pitching against my team. Um, he can lose as many World Series games as he wants. He's dating Kate Upton. He wins. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> Joe, like, yeah, facts. Yeah, you know. I mean, he, he's going to he's going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, I, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, and Annabelle, Annabelle Sanchez just struck out. Um the third batter or, or the fourth batter for the Astros in the inning and is out of the inning unscathed after Victor Robles made an amazing catch to save a run easily. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And like, you're starting to see the frustration boil over on the Astros. Um, kind of going on that trend here. Let's, let's touch on the, the Houston Astros for a minute. Back in 2017, they were kind of the darlings. Everybody loved them because they had gone from the – it was the worst to first story. You know, they were the, the Cinderella's. And everybody was just enamored with them. Like, oh, this team is so good. This team is so great. This time around, though, it's a little bit different. In fact, almost all of baseball collectively, unless you're from Houston and you're an Astros fan, is rooting for the Nats right now. And when has that ever happened? When have we ever been the good guys? 
Like we're never it's, the good guys. But it's interesting too because that tone has only changed in just the span of these two games. Because every everyone before game one was picking the Astros to win this series. Like they they nobody had any had any uh, had any faith. Uh, Tim Kirchin was was on uh, ESPN radio earlier today and just kind of speaking about the fact that, I mean, if you pay attention to baseball, then you knew the Nationals have been every bit as good as the Astros since May 23rd. They, in fact, they've they've actually been a game better if you were to just look at the record by itself. Yeah. Um, but but basically, but baseball at large would thought the Astros would would win this series very easily. The the Astros, I believe, were they were one of the they had one of the highest um, uh, like favorite. I forget what the the thing I'm looking I'm trying to remember. Um, but they were favored to win. Yeah. Like they had a really high percentage as far as being. And that's where the biggest to underdog the in something like thirty. Yeah, years. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the biggest underdog in in like a while, and and for the Nats to come in and and basically punch Houston in the mouth with their two best, you know, with the, with their two best pitchers, you know, pitching. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's kind of taught is is really caused everything to turn in just a matter of a couple days. But only it's not only that too. Like what I mean by like the, the collective baseball fandom of the country is turned on the Astros. Is have you been following the story that's come out of their front office of of what is going on with them? So like apparently their assistant general manager. Let me let me let me pull this up for you. I got, I got to find, this is, this is insane, dude. It's, I, I've never seen anything like it, but basically like, <laughs> I, I can't even begin to start like explaining how this happened, but like the assistant GM said some like really inappropriate things to a female reporter. Right. And then like, it was like, ah, it wasn't a big deal. And like, just blew it off. And the rest of it, like the whole, like, I don't know, world was like, what the F is your problem? I'm going to read it right now. Uh, and this is off of ESPN.com. The Houston Astros fired assistant general manager Brandon Taubman on Thursday, admitting in a statement that his inappropriate comments about the acquisition of club, uh, closer Roberto Azuna were directed at a uh, group of female reporters. Like uh, a report published earlier this week by Sports Illustrated, Stephanie a- uh, Epstein said that during the celebration of the Astros clubhouse after clinching the American League championship on Saturday, Taubin turned to a group of female reporters, including one wearing a purple domestic violence awareness bracelet and repeatedly yelled, thank God we got Azuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Azuna. Last season, Azuna served a 75-game suspension for violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy, stemming from an incident that happened while he was a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. So, like... He didn't apologize for it. The Astros were just like, it's no big deal. He said it was no big deal. And then basically, like, after getting enough pressure, because Stephanie Epstein was just like, hey, what the what the fuck, man? Like, what is wrong with you? And they were just kind of like, it's no big deal. You know, hey, go back to uh, writing for SI, honey. You know, they they just like pushed her aside. And like, then they were like, wait a minute. Yeah, so all of like the sports world has turned on the Astros. It's crazy. Like, I don't even know what to say. I've never seen anything like this before. Like, this is like. It's well-deserved, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you really have to, you really have to think about it. Oh my God! Did he? Is it? Ah, oh, dang it! Sorry. Uh, I thought I thought Trey might have gone yard for a second. I might be ahead of you. Did he catch it? Yeah, he did, he did. catch it. Son of a bitch. Yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry like I, I couldn't even come. I couldn't even complete my throat. Uh, my throat. My thought because I, 
with him um, this week. Um, I hear you. Yeah, right. I could, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't even get it out because I thought. I thought Trey had just gone yard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it's well deserved. You know, from 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 Houston's side, also just just because. I mean, you think about the the sport, the landscape we're living in. Not, not only just in terms of sports, but just in terms of just society. I mean, you gotta really have some big balls and 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 not really care about what could happen. Excuse me, what could happen to you to. To do that, you know. Well, listen to this: the, the Astros initially called the report misleading and completely irresponsible, and accused Sports Illustrated of trying to fabricate a story where one doesn't exist. Taubman later apologized for his language, but said his comments were misinterpreted. So, like, at, at first, they're just like, again, they're like, yeah, it's no big deal, you know. Like, I can't believe SI said anything about it. And then every single one of those reporters that was there, they were all, they all were like, no, this was fucked up, dude. And like then after that, the Astros like, well, maybe he was wrong. Like it just, just like how? But that that's like the move. That's the move you do though when <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, I, I was misquoted. I would I say I was taken out of context. It was misinterpreted. But it's like, did you know? You know what you said? How on earth could you take that out of context? You know, like, and that's the thing is like, think back to, um, I'm trying to remember the lady's name. She's, she's an African-American woman who's basically like one of like, one of like, um, what's his name? Uh, Ben Shapiro's buddies. Um, Candace, Candace Owens. Thank you. Candace Owens. Candace Owens said some really inappropriate stuff about Hitler and the Nazis. And then everybody, and then she was like, oh, my, my uh, words were misinterpreted. No, they weren't misinterpreted. You didn't use the correct words. Like, that's the thing is like, I can't stand when people say that this was misinterpreted when it wasn't misinterpreted. You just don't know how to use words properly. Like all you have to, all you had to say was, you know what? I misspoke. I really didn't say what I meant. What I meant to say was this, or, you know, I was thinking and I said something inappropriate in a group of uh, around a group of people that was that was understandably offensive. Like that's that's what's happening right now. Well, not right now, but recently with LeBron James and the whole China thing with some of his comments. Mm -hmm. And he and you can't really backpedal anymore. You kind of have to, like, stick with it or excuse it or whatever, saying like, yeah, you know what? That was really stupid. What I said, I'm sorry, like. No one can admit guilt anymore. I just yeah. yeah. And and it's it's interesting in his case because this is like the first like kind of major misstep that you can really point to in his career, like aside from the decision, you know? Yeah, right. Like I was I was really surprised that he said what he said. Like it's the whole China thing's really weird anyways. Like it it's a lot of layers to that one. Yeah. It it's the whole thing is just like I don't even know where to start because it all started with like the well, I wouldn't say it all started there. But like as far as like public backlash, when um, Blizzard basically took the prize money from the dude after winning that tournament uh, because he had uh, pro basically like backing the uh, the protesters and they were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. They took his money from him. Like it just it's crazy to think like how much power they have, like like. You know, like how much power China has, basically, people are afraid to stand up to them because of how much money their population brings to whatever the NBA to video gaming, whatever it is. It's scary. Right. And like, I just I can't think of any other reason why anybody would be against somebody speaking their mind about about protesters. That's the only thing I can think of is that they're afraid it's going to cost them money. Yeah. And it's really interesting, too, that, excuse me, many of them won't just admit that that's that's the reason like yeah. they have business interests in china so that that's the only that's the reason they're 
saying the things that they're saying because they, they don't want to upset the money that they have tied up overseas. Yeah. Steve, welcome to the podcast, buddy. Yeah, sorry I'm late. I was looking up some Washington sports statistics for you guys. I have some facts I want to lay down. Did he go three? Nah, just two. Uh, anyway. Tony, Tony too bad. Sorry. He goes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's cool. I just I, I don't know if you guys know this because you're I know you're Washington sports fans, but um the Nationals are in the World Series. And <laughs> oh. the Redskins also played football this week. So there's some stats there that I thought would be interesting. Uh, did you know the Nationals and the Redskins score the same number of touchdowns this week? <laughs> did you know? No, this is this is a fact. I, I I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. The Nationals have won more games this week than the Redskins have all season. That's a oh, fact. Man. That's that that is that is statistically accurate. Um, additionally, the Nationals last game scored more points than the Redskins did last their last game. So, you know, that's I just wanted to I I don't know if you guys knew that, you know, even though you're D.C. fans, I thought I'd bring that up. That's wild. That's. Oh, man, it has been. I was thinking about that on my walk home. I'm like, hey, that would be funny because you guys love the Nationals and the football team. Not so much. (laughs) Basically, football team hasn't (laughs) scored a touchdown in nine quarters. You know, you know, it's even funnier, though, is like. Um, I, I, I don't know if you'd seen this on or not on Twitter, MC, but all of a sudden the Washington football Twitter decided that they wanted to support the Nats all of a sudden, <laughs> just, just recently. Right. And everybody on Twitter just started dragging them like crazy. Like it was like in unison. Well, like, oh, I think I need my, to see this. Oh yeah. Like, cause my comment here, <laughs> I'll, I'll share it with you real quick. My comment was like, Oh, now you want to support the Nats? Like it was yeah, it it was it it was it was like that the the chef's kiss. Mwah. It was it was delicious. It was just like you couldn't have have written it better. But like, it's yeah, and we'll get yeah. I've I've, I've teased it like three times now. So let me tell you guys a little story about cell phones and what I ran into this week. So it turns out that if you have an old cell phone and then you download an update for it. That update will sometimes fry your phone completely. Um, for instance, a Samsung Galaxy S7, which is like like three or four generations old. So it's like five years old at this point, right? Uh, yeah, so it got caught in what's called a boot loop. A boot loop basically means that it'll like it'll start up, it'll run for a little bit, and then it'll automatically restart itself. And it keeps doing that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I have a free upgrade. So let me just go ahead and take care of that. So I go to the Verizon store, I get my new phone. I mean, it was, it was pretty painless for the most part. I, I didn't have to really jump through a whole bunch of hoops to get my new phone. So I get the new phone and they're they're basically like wiping the other phone. And I'm putting like all of my apps on there. I'm putting all the stuff that I had on there before and I'm putting Facebook on my phone. And in doing so, I, I log into it and they're like, hey, you know, is, is this your password? And I'm like, I think it's my password. And they're like, I'll try one more time. And I was like, OK, so I try one more time. And they're like, hey, good job. And then they say, hey, we since this is the first time you've logged into this device with your, uh, you know, onto Facebook with this device, we're going to go ahead and send you a text message with a code to verify your identity. Well, here's the problem with that is for whatever reason, because my phone basically turned from like a, a functional phone into a brick. It was still sending text messages to the old phone. And I never received any of them, but I couldn't get the text messages because the phone was functionally worthless. 
so I, I, I'm not getting any of these things. And, and Facebook's like, you need to have this password. I'm like, I don't have this password. I don't know what you're talking about. And then there's like a little option that says, hey, go ahead and click here for other ways to do this. So they're like, send a picture of yourself holding up this little code that we gave you so that we can see your face. So I do that. I snap a little selfie of myself with this picture, right? And then they're like, oh, we also need a photo ID. And I was like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. That's but good fine. for a lot. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. They really are. But like at the well, same time, they're, they're not, they're not an issue. It's not like Facebook's known for collecting people's data or anything. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> right? Not like they're like, having a bad week with that either. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, so after all of this, right, I get an email that says like, hey, you know, thank you for sending your data. <laughs> Basically. Like, hey, thanks. Thanks for sending all this stuff. This was four days ago. And I've had no response. Like, this should be an easy unlock, right? Like, theoretically. But like, if you've ever wanted to lose faith in a social media system or platform as as quickly as I have, because I was a Facebook supporter. I didn't really care about all their questionable stuff. Like, I liked it because all of the GGR stuff is there. All of our podcast stuff is there. And honestly, I really like that I can have these, like, like continuous conversations that that we have with like our fans and with the other people that work on GGR. Like it's just easier to have a conversation there than it is anywhere else. But I've been locked out for almost a week now. And it's just, it's gotten to a point where like, they don't care about it. They're not trying to fix this. They, they really could give a crap. And it's just like, once I get back, I don't really think I want to get on, get on it anymore. It's just like, if this is what happens when I have a small problem, like, what if something big happened? What if, like, what if GGR got hacked and all of a sudden people are putting, like, horrible things on there that are, like, completely contrary to the message that we're trying to to spread and I'm trying to shut it down? Is it going to take me a week or a month for them to, like, get rid of those things? Like, am I going to have to delete our page completely? Like, and, and for them to, like, not even give a crap, not even, and not even pretend to give a crap. No response. There's no phone number you can call. There's no direct nope. email that you can email. There's no person that you can chat with. If you try their Twitter, because I tried this, I tweeted them about it. They don't respond to you. You get nothing from them at all. And it's just like, I don't want to say embarrassing, but like, it's it's just like, it's super frustrating because it's like they know. They know for a fact that they've got you over a barrel and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's just like, yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm done, man. I, I think that like I'll I'll get back on it and I'll use it for the GGR stuff that we've always used it for. But I don't think I'm going to really use it anymore. I'm not going to sign into it anymore because like in the time that I've been off of it, I've actually noticed like how much more time I have for other things. And like I, I noticed that like just out of instinct, I want to go to Facebook and like I don't really need to. And I, I think, yeah, once I get back on it, man, things are going to change. I'm just not going to use it as much as I used to, because like, what's the fucking point? I mean, that's really this. That, I mean, that's really the the thing Facebook has had going for it is that, you know, people are addicted to logging in like that. They, they basically sold the public on this is a thing you need to have if you want to be social and on good terms with folks, you know, like that's that's basically what it is. Um, yeah, it, it just yeah, like like you said, Facebook has sold the public that this is something they need and they need to have on at all times and they need to be constantly responding and checking and and liking and posting like it's just it's not. Yeah, dude, it, it's I've really been soured to them big time because 
I was really hoping that like this would happen and I would get a response like within 24 hours where it was like, hey, we see that this sucks and we're sorry, we'll fix it. But like they don't give a shit at all. Nope. And they don't have to. And it's it kind of sucks, but it's also this like this kind of scary reminder of like how attached we become to social media. And very interesting because it's kind of a world that I don't live in. (laughs) Yeah. And like I just I kept telling myself that the only reason I did it was for the podcast and for the website. And like, honestly, those things can function perfectly fine without them. And I mean, I've I've got MC. (laughs) I've got I've got TK. They're on Facebook. Maybe I'll just start sharing stuff with them and be like, hey, can you post this to Facebook? Thanks. I'm not going on that piece of shit website. Like it's. Yeah. The only, and we, the only we've been doing a lot of posting anyway. Have you guys as far uh, as just far as Instagram and and the you know the Facebook group? Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm not sure there'll be much of a drop off outside of you know your usual posting and tagging that you normally do. Yeah. Nah. Well, then we'll be good. Not worried about it. <laughs> we'll just let it be. It's um. Yeah. It, it was just like. I mean, has there. Steve, like you said, you don't really live in this world as far as like going on and posting and doing these things. Like, so it doesn't really phase you. But like, MC, like, let, let's say it happened to you. I mean, how how badly would that affect your life if like you just couldn't get onto Facebook at all? Well, it kind of happened to me recently. <laughs> actually, I had a I had a twenty four hour ban because of a because of a comment that I posted in a group, and I'm I'm honestly not surprised that someone in the group reported it because. Uh, I, I've, I honestly don't know why I'm still in there. Um, but I don't know. Like I felt, I felt weird at first. And then like, as the day progressed, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. I have Twitter, I have other social media. I could still, I could still use messenger. So it wasn't like I'd like, I couldn't talk to you or, or anyone else that I, that I talked to. So, I mean, it's just kind of whatever. And, and I think because I take Facebook breaks like sporadically throughout the year anyway, like I don't I don't really miss it that much. Like, I miss kind of the convenience of, you know, being able to share memes, you know, being able to, you know, uh, do discussion groups because it's much easier to do on Facebook than something like Twitter or, you know, another another platform. Yeah. But I think I'd be all right. You know, like I, I've told you privately many times, like, where for music and podcasting, like I probably would be really good on using Facebook because I get really tired of it a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's kind of the point that I've gotten. And it's like, it was the only reason that I used it as much as I did was because it was so easily accessible, you know? Cause like before it was, anywhere you went you could just log in and then they added these extra levels of protection and and i and verification and stuff like that and when they did that it seems like a good idea until something crazy happens like what happened with my phone and they they don't again they don't have to care yeah i mean they 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 large they largely don't and and they've rightfully been been taking the task of this week be be because of it because like I mean, like everyone's Facebook experience is different, but for for a lot of us who are you know of color, like we deal with a lot of the shenanigans of being locked out of or blocked on Facebook. Like many of my friends 
have been blocked, have had, you know, day bans, three day bans, 30 day bans, you know, indefinite uh, bans on Facebook because of stupid stuff, because of because of comments, uh, because uh, like a picture or something will get reported. And it's not that it's even anything bad. It just, you know, it just kind of like it just, it just for some reason it you know something will will get posted and it'll be against community standards. I posted a meme of um I can't even think of what's I can't even think of the uh, dude's name now. Um Bill Murray rubbing his own nipples. <laughs> and that got taken down for for I don't know, I think they said like nudity or something like that. And I'm like Okay, I mean it's a shirtless man. What what's new? I mean, what's what's literally wrong with this? But all right, um, but like as I was saying, like for many of us, like we we get we get kind of used to living in a Facebookless world because we get blocked or banned from posting for yeah. sometimes nonsensical stuff. You know, it, it's just interesting too because like Steve, give me your perspective on this because you just. You just don't use it. Like, is there a reason why? Is there, I mean, or is it just like you've got more important things to do? Or was there something that like soured you to it at any point? Or not particularly. I just find like I don't know. For me, just in life, just is kind of a, on a macro scale. To me, things that matter a lot are transparency, consistency, accountability, and I feel like any kind of form of social media tends to strip those things away. Um, you know, at first it wasn't so much because Facebook or anything or Twitter or anything was a, like as much of a political conversation piece or anything like that. Like I'm talking back in like when I was in high school kind of days where it was like, you're only posting the best pictures of yourself kind of thing. You know what I mean? You're putting up kind of a front. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm not, it's not that I didn't use it. Like I used it, I don't want to say religiously, but I used it, you know, pretty often in college and communicating with people in that way. But I, I just don't find a need for it, I, I guess, is is the thing. I mean, I, I I do use Reddit and I guess I guess you could consider Reddit a, a social media. That that one's kind of in between. Right. I mean, I, I don't like when you think of social media, Reddit is not the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, you think Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, that kind of thing. So that's probably as close as I come to, but I feel like, like you guys said, that's more of a discussion, like a discussion board. Yeah, that's yeah. really what I'm I'm interested in. Is I I don't want to. As funny as I find some like little jokes or memes or things like that, like I'm more conversation oriented, um, and I don't feel like any of the social media platforms that at least that I have have had constructive criticism. It's usually someone has a drive by snarky quote or uh you know just rehashing the same exact opinion they had at all um i, I mean i i don't know I, I tried for a while there like you you were very like steve did you just post on facebook under a comment i made like there was a converse i think it was around like gun control or something like that it was something like like uh, an actual political issue that was worth and warranted discussion because um, you had a, a response to it might have been it might have been around the shooting around here around the synagogue the tree of life it might have yeah. been around there and I think you had made a post about gun control and that had started a conversation where there were posts on posts on posts you know of people with different opinions and back and forth and everything like that um, and and it just I don't know I felt like I'd rather just have a conversation with a 
person as opposed to a series of posts. Um, you know, and, and so Reddit is kind of the same way. Like I'll get fatigued with that. I'll try it a little bit. I'll have some conversations. You know, I, I'm in a lot of uh, you know Christian forums there where I'll have conversations about different topics. You know, be it atheistal posts. I don't understand how you know hell can exist if there's a loving God, and and that'll be the topic. And then there's people just kind of posting their their take on that particular opinion. And for me, it, I tend to be a little bit more of a lurker in that, where I'm just reading different people's interpretations, and occasionally I'll post my own, right? Um, but Facebook, I feel like it's more of like a drive-by. It's like you just drop a comment and then never look at it again. Um, and I, I guess I just want something a little more interactive, a little more fulfilling um, than than that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm articulating this well. No, I, I really think you are because it, because it, I would complain to Sandy about it, and she had just gotten tired of hearing me complain about it. Where I would like say, oh, you should see this post on you know, WUSA, which is our CBS affiliate affiliate. And it would talk about like something stupid that Trump did. You know, Trump said that sharks are, um, are helpful actually, because they kill off all the weaker fish. Like, and people would be like, how dumb is this guy? Oh, he's the greatest friend. Like, and I would get mad at how stupid people were, but I can't change that. There's no way for me to change that. I can call somebody stupid. I can tell them how dumb they are. I can prove that like, whatever about sharks or fish or whatever it doesn't matter but like it it's it's a it's a waste of my energy it's a waste of my time it's honestly like i think what i'm going to end up doing is i'm going to create a new facebook page for myself and it'll literally just be podcast and website stuff like it's going to be like mike from ggr like that's all it's going to be because i don't want to talk about other stuff i'll talk to donnie my cousin about like star wars and sports stuff but guess who else does that motherfucking ggr so like what do i need it for i don't I, I don't need it for anything else and like i just think that that is the best thing for me to do going forward is like why waste my energy and my time on these things like yeah it, it's it's just not worth it the only reason that i still want to be able to get back to my original facebook um account is because i tied everything to it through for the website so the ggr pace, uh, facebook page is is tied to my facebook account Right. And the same thing with the group yeah. page. So that's the only reason I want to be able to get back into it at some point is just so that I can do that. And then I'll probably transfer ownership. Yeah. Cause I was going to say if you, cause if you were to uh, deactivate, you would take the page offline and I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, I just, that would be smart. Yeah. Cause a, a lot, a lot of people I know, they, they, they have secondary profiles that are, that are just for that. And they, they, they add the people they want to have on one profile and just keep the other one that they may have just had longer or, you know, is, is linked to certain stuff that they do and just just have that open as, as kind of like a, a backup. They don't really they don't really use it, but it exists for if they do need to use it, whether it's, you know, a page or a group they manage or yeah. something or something like that. But they, they do ultimately what you're talking about, which is secondary profile that only will have just like a concentrated group of people on it that they want to have it and they can kind of curate that to be whatever it is they want it to be. Yeah. yeah I think that, now that sounds more like uh, up my alley, you know, almost like a text version of this kind of podcast. Like if there's well, a topic worth discussing and, and people are going to be civil and have level heads about it and understand that you're allowed to disagree. You're not allowed to be a juice bag about it. Um, <laughs> 
you know, and, and, and have some real civil discourse like that I'd be up for. And I just see that as like one percent of what social media has become. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm like, well, you know, why, why, why dip my toe into this? You know, kind yeah. of, yeah, you know, I, I'm not active in it now. Like, why, what would draw me to start that? You know, if, if you guys worked for some kind of company that you guys got commission off of getting people to actively use Facebook, how would you sell me on that? Like, what features would you give someone like me to actually sell me on using it daily? To be perfectly honest, you're not the target market. We right. can't, yeah. we can't sell yeah. you on it because you've already stated what you want from it. And that's not what it is. And the funny yeah. thing is, is like for a lot of young people, like I would say younger than 30 don't really use Facebook that much. No, they don't. They, they, they also kind of buy, they kind of bypass that because it was, it was kind of like the older social media platform for them. So like many, many of them, like people, my sister's age, my sister's 25, 25, like a lot of people my sister's age, like they they primarily use stuff like TikTok and Instagram, Snapchat, because like that's that's the that's social media for them. Like yeah. my sister has Facebook, she doesn't really use it like that much. Uh, honestly, like she's on Instagram and Snapchat way more than yeah. she's on Facebook. Our MySpace is their Facebook. Yeah, ba- yeah, basically. Except good, for Facebook. Except Facebook didn't die. Yeah, Face, Facebook somehow I mean, got powerful, and the reason it got well, powerful, a, honestly, is you're seeing why they got powerful now, as as you see these ads coming out because they're getting political money from everybody. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's kind of set up really. It's kind of set up really perfectly in a way uh, because because they evolved and they kind of expanded with the times. MySpace kind of got stagnant, and like as much as we hated a lot of the Facebook changes that like when they made them. It's probably partially why people still use them. Like create, you create groups now. You know, you have you have Messenger as a thing where you can just talk to solo people or the people you want to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the those are the only the only reasons that I want that old account back is because it had all of the GGR stuff. So I mean, it, and I was talking to uh, Zombie Ben, a uh, friend of GGR and sometimes contributor, and he was saying that like the average response time is like seven to, seven to 10 business days. So I'm probably looking at sometime next week. But here's the other thing too, is if the Washington Nationals keep winning, mind you, my Facebook account got locked out right before game one. So if the Washington Nationals keep winning, I'm not signing on to that fucking website, even if I get access back, because because right now I got a thing going. OK, let's not let's not screw up the juju. OK, we everybody can say, oh, you know, like, oh, you make your own luck. Yada, yada, yada. No, no. Fuck that, dude. Superstition is a real thing. Uh, just as Michael Scott said, I am not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Like, I'm, yeah, like it's it's. Yeah, I, I I don't think that that really has anything to do with any of it. I just think that they're the hotter team right now. But um, I don't I, know. <laughs> I, like I said, it's been it's been the same thing for me when I, yeah. when I don't watch early and I just kind of check in late. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they start hitting and doing well. Cool. I've worn the same hoodie every time they've won a game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably I it. Mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, gotta yeah. Be it, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm generally not a superstitious person. Don't yeah. really buy into it, but you know what? It's fun, so I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with it. It is fun. It's a camaraderie thing too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like it's it's fun. Yeah. 
what's what's also been fun too is like um because of our ggr community um i have messaged the people that are important to let them know that i can't get on a facebook so like i reached out to james rambo right and rambo and i have had a series of civil war era letters to each other about <laughs> me not being able to get on facebook so like that's let me read it to you it's actually pretty entertaining <laughs> But like this is this is what I do with you guys is is I create my own entertainment through through things like this. So I sent Rambo. I said, "Dearest Rambo, I'm writing you as if this were a Civil War era letter home. My previous cell phone was injured in the battle and died of gangrene. Terrible loss. I now write you from the comfort of my new phone. While convenient, I am unable to get on Facebook or Messenger until I return from this accursed war. I write you in hopes of news from Facebook. His little Jimmy recovered from his pumpkin spice affliction. Kindest regards, Colonel Michael Sherman Lunsford." And then Rambo, my dearest Michael, your message finds me unwell on this chill October evening. Hearing of the fate that befell your cellular, I am overcome with concerns for my own. Was their sufferings long? Were they were they alone when the Reaper made his all too familiar journey to claim their immortal soul? Can any man ask for more than a warm hand to take their own in his final moment? <laughs> These questions haunt me now and will surely follow me till my own end. May it come many a year from now. You are in my thoughts, friend. I can only hope that that helps to fill the empty space left by your telephone. <laughs> please, please have Andy do a version of this for the for the. Uh, well, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. His yeah. Please, I, yeah. Please have him do a version. For me. Well, I it's it, it would be funny if he did it, it animated. Like that would be really really enjoyable. But but also it too, wouldn't even have to be a full thing. Just like a like a shorter version of it would be just yeah. amazing. Well, like, especially if we did it like, um, like what we did with, um, like when we were, like Steve and I were talking about, uh, the Ken Burns documentaries, uh, the Civil War, and I played the music from the Civil War in the background. Oh, yeah. Like, if we played that music, like, as we were reading those letters, like, <laughs> it would really, it really, you know, bring home, drive home the point there. Like, and then, you know, the, the music swells, and this is my response to Rambo, kind sir. <laughs> News from the Battle of Facebook remains grim as they have no re- they, they have no plan on reinforcing my position since our last correspondence. I fear that they took my previous request as hyperbole. This is indeed a dire time for our cause as I can only imagine the consternation my absence has caused. Facebook command must believe I am not who I claim to be. I will curse them until my last dying breath. <laughs> I, like, I, w- I would love for this to, to be just like, like a GGR short. Yeah. Like, it's not even long. It's just like a minute yeah. long piece of audio we put reproduced. I can. I think we can do that. I'll work. I'll work on that. I would absolutely. Yeah. One of the one of the other things that I was thinking about when I was on the metro today with Jax is, um, I was thinking about like our whole concept of don't be a juice bag, right? So like I'm gonna pull the curtain back a little bit. Andy Barsh, like our first, it was it was the first contributor that Steve and I ever added to the website. We actually put out a call for anybody who was a writer, and Andy reached out to us, so we added Andy. He was our first like quote unquote hire, and. Andy is now, I mean, he's always been an artist, but he's really come into his own in the last few months, in the last year or so. He's just putting out amazing stuff. And he's been working on, like, a concept of, like, what if GGR were, like, an actual place, like an office building. And basically, he's been working on stuff like that. And he has, like, Ripley the robot as, like, like basically, like, our, our intern that, like, makes coffee and does all sorts of things. But like, one of the things that I had was is I wanted to have, like, an actual, like, anthropomorphic juice bag. Like, a walking, talking, like, mascot of, like, a Capri Sun walking around. But, like, it just says, like, the most horrible 
insensitive dickish things that you can possibly think of so we're like god that guy is such a juice bag and like that's where like the juice bag thing came from originally even though it was jack saying it it would just be funny if there was this this like this walking talking mascot of a of a Capri Sun walking around being like, you know what I get sick of? Forced diversity in Star Wars movies. And we're like, ah, fuck, not this guy again. Like, I just, I personally thought that would be funny. I guess nobody else agrees with me on that one. I haven't been listening for the last 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I was on mute. (laughs) I was with you. I was with you in spirit, just on mute. I I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I just it it would make me laugh. I, well, I I would laugh, but hopefully other people would too. But yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I, I I think the idea of it is funny. Yeah. To have a, yeah. a literal walking juice bag. Yeah, I like just the walk- idea of this thing though. Is it is it kind of like um just like a web comic, like Steve Conley's, where it's like maybe like a, a couple of panels or something at a time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's and like he I I don't know if I ever sent it. Did I ever text you the picture that he drew? He's drawn like little um, caricatures of all of us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like I said, he's really coming to his own when it comes to the art thing, man. It's uh, it's good stuff. Let's talk about some of the other things that are going on in the uh, in the geeky nerdy world. Not so much like a geek sheets thing because we didn't really you know prepare one, but I mean, there's there's so much stuff out. We just saw the new trailer for the new Star Wars movie. Like, yeah, it looks so good. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Like, <laughs> can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. And and because I've been without Facebook, MC, you're going to be my um, you're going to be my eyes and ears on this one. Like wh- what kind of nerdy news have we actually heard of? Like what, what have you put to our, our group page that we share with everybody? Like, wh- like what's well, actually going on with, with, with tell me well, world, we, news of the world MC. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually did, did get some kind of really major news with Marvel this week. Um, Jeff Loeb, you know, the, the guy in charge of Marvel television. So that would be the you know the Netflix shows as well as the the TV show the, the shows on network television, Hulu, etc. Uh, he's going to be leaving Marvel. In fact, his his last day is going to be sometime before Thanksgiving next month. And Kevin Feige is getting a a bigger job role in terms of he's going to be basically in charge of all content Marvel related. So that's movies, television, and I just found this out yesterday, comic books as well. They still make those? Apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> so, so a, a lot of the stuff that we uh, kind of been talking about or that we may have done on Geek Sheets in, in recent months, um, some of these projects are actually now not going to be taking place. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be ending. They just canceled Cloak and Dagger yesterday. Uh, Marvel Runaways, which is on Hulu, presumably is, is, going, is, is, is going to be canceled eventually. Uh, stuff like the Ghost Rider TV show. Um, and, and basically, you know, any, any, anything else that we've talked about in terms of Marvel television that wasn't the, the stuff for, uh, wasn't the stuff announced at uh, Comic-Con for Disney+. Plus. Uh, basically, it's going to be canceled. Jeez, really? Yeah. So, so they're they're the goal is is to actually give is that is to actually have a fully shared connected universe between their television shows and their movies. So they they don't want to keep producing you know content that's going to be kind of independent and its own thing. They want to create stuff that is 
connected to the larger, wider world that they've created in the in the movie so far. Well, didn't didn't Feige and, and the dude who was running all the Marvel shows like didn't they hate each other? And that's yeah. why like yeah, they never Carmutter, really yeah. you know, like they technically were referencing each other in some ways, but it was never going to be what people wanted it to be. Now, now it can be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's basically, that's basically what it is. And you can like, from, from what I've, what I've read about this whole thing, like it, it basically sounds like the dude is getting fired or, or this is like their way of, of letting him kind of leave on his own terms when they like behind the scenes, pretty much told them that you know we're we're gonna fire you. So, yeah, this this is a uh, it's kind of interesting. A lot a lot of people aren't really like happy about it because you know they they apparently people really liked Cloak and Dagger. I couldn't really get into it. Um, you know, people were kind of excited about the Ghost Rider series, especially if, since it's gonna feature the same dude from from Agents of Shield. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think Kevin Feige's done more than enough to kind of earn <laughs> earn our trust for whatever it is, you know, he, he's going to end up doing between the movies, the TV shows, and the uh, comics. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I feel like they have, I mean, and this is with Star Wars too. When they're, it's not just the fans begging. I like this guy, so put him in here. But like when there's enough of a fan kind of we 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 all universally love this person can can we make that still happen you know the first one that comes to mind is like who should be j jonah jameson who would make a great one how about jk simmons a guy I did last time that everyone universally loves so like if there was something like that like i wouldn't be surprised at all if charlie cox finds his way back in somehow you know what i mean because yeah. you know Feige's not an idiot and like everyone pretty much is like yeah no he's daredevil and we don't yeah. really want anyone else to be Daredevil. And and, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick some of that stuff up. Um, and then other things like we may or may not see Iron Fist again. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I think, well, with Iron Fist, they can easily reboot that with just the Shang-Chi movie. Oh, you know, yeah. you can you can you know, you, you don't even have to introduce his character. You can just make that a post credit scene for Shang-Chi and then worry about hiring whoever you're going to hire later. So just like little little subtle references to Kunlun and stuff like that, you know, like yeah, little yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. You, and then you could just do something where you like you you see someone with a with a glowing fist, but you don't actually see the person. You know, something that can make it obvious, like oh yeah, that's very clearly the Iron Fist, but you know they just haven't cast whomever. You know, and I I agree with you about Charlie Cox coming back. I think John Bernthal has also made it yeah. fairly obvious that he wants he, to he wants he to come cle- back. He clearly Punisher. stated he's not done being the Punisher. So yeah, yeah, and because he wasn't included on that original you know, Netflix deal, I'm 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 actually really interested to see if they don't have like any kind of embargo or anything with his character, and they can if they can you know kind of include him without the the two year embargo that they have on the other shows. Since he was, since Punisher did, you know, his show did come after that initial deal was made. Now yeah. Netflix only has the rights in terms of a like a television, or is it film feature like film as well? Oh no, well no, they 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 the only the, the deal is up, so so they only have the rights to those specific portrayals 
that what they they've did. already made. Yeah. Okay. So when Marvel, you know, ultimately reboots those characters, they just can't reference like events that have happened in the Netflix shows. But even if they were to rehire the same people, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything kind of against that. They just, you know, after two after a two year period or cooling off, as they say, then they should be good. And and honestly, now that I think about it, we are we're we're about a year in for Daredevil. So yeah, because I, I take it the clock starts from the last from whenever they release their last content. So from season yeah. three's release date on. Yep. Yeah. So one. Yeah. So it's two years after. After that, and and Netflix has made it obvious, or they've ma- they've made a whole thing about like you can't like they don't even want Marvel like drawing up ideas for these characters. It's it's you can't even you can't even work on stuff behind the scenes. It's once the two year gap is up, then you can worry about producing or coming up ideas for what you want to do with these characters. Do you guys want to hear a really funny story about Charlie Cox uh, auditioning to be Han Solo for the Solo standalone movie? yeah okay uh so this is an older article but it's like it's one of my favorite little bits of story that they did for for this so charlie cox auditioned to be han solo right since the fan was uh the film was announced uh, this is on the independent independent independent.co.uk uh since the film was announced speculation over who will play the young han solo has been unprecedented with every young good-looking male actor under the sun having auditioned for the part one of them was Charlie Cox, star of Netflix's Daredevil. In the show, he plays the titular superhero becomes superpowered after being blinded by chemicals at a young age. Cox, however, is not blind, and unfortunately, when the Star Wars audition took place, he forgot that Han Solo isn't blind like Daredevil. <laughs> I had gone to an audition, one of these things that are super secretive and they don't tell you, but I'm pretty sure it was for the Han Solo reboot. And halfway through it, the casting director stopped me and said, why aren't you looking at me, he told the Hollywood Reporter. I realized I hadn't gotten into a habit of uh, I realized I had gotten into a habit of not making eye contact because the only thing I had done for two years is play someone who was blind. I never got invited back, probably because they couldn't figure out why I was acting like a complete idiot. Wow. (laughs) So we could have Charlie Cox as Han Solo, but because he was still acting blind, he didn't get the role. Well, if they ever need to do a flashback sequence to like immediately after Han got frozen, unfrozen out of carbonite, like there you go. he yeah, would be perfect casting for that. He's got it. Exactly. It's done. Oh, man. Like it's I just I, I, I know everybody hated, 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 hated Iron Fist. But there was something about that show that I really, really enjoyed. I don't know what it was. I, I just I really liked Iron Fist. Um, the first one was not nearly as good as the second season. The second season was way better, but like I really like they teased an ending for the for this. Uh, they basically teased a third season with it, and I thought it was going to be awesome. I really did, and like I, I might be the only person on the face of the planet that was excited about the prospect of a third season of that show. No, me too. <laughs> yeah, if you remember, we we kind of gushed over season three after after we had both finally seen it, especially once we saw kind of that that end scene and we talked about kind of who they yep. were who they were teasing oh, um yeah. as far as far as that uh that that uh that final scene was concerned so i i, I remember really being a fan really being a fan of it i mean yeah they they basically corrected all of the issues from season one they even made references to how bad season <laughs> one was received 
And it, it, he, Danny was just a much more, was just a much more well-rounded character. And I think it's really just a testament to they weren't just trying to rush him. They weren't just trying to rush to get this season out. Like they weren't yeah. learning fight scenes thirty seconds before having to to go uh, shoot them in front of in, you know in front of a camera. I'm just so, trying to imagine like what the script said for like the fight scenes because they were like choreographing them like right before they did them. Was it just like it was like Danny does some cool ninja stuff or something? I don't know, kicks, punches, something. I like, assumed it was <laughs> just a bunch of like. 66 batman sounds on, <laughs> on the page they're like just pow. make that happen pow zowie kick punch yeah like stiff <laughs> oh man um i was reading through stories here and i, I wanted to bring this up to you guys and and, and get a response from this because it made me laugh as soon as i read it so here's the uh here's the title of the uh article scientists taught rats to drive little rat-sized cars like I'm just going to leave it at that. There's more to the title. It says it could advance human mental health treatment. But like, I just am picturing like rats driving little cars, like yelling at each other on the road, like not paying attention because they're like trying to text each other. But like, it, this is what it says. It says rats have learned how to steer their own tiny cars in exchange for fruit loops. That's a feat on its own. But the real discovery in the study is its wider implications for human mental health treatment was found in their poop. Per new findings published in behavioral brain research. Like, I I just like what scientist was like, hey, we should figure out how to make people better drivers. Well, how are we going to do that? Let's feed rats Fruit Loops and make them tiny little cars. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I 100 expected you to say the second half of that headline was and they all got like road rage. Like, I fully <laughs> expected to be like, yeah, no road rage. It's like scientific now. It's not just people are dicks. It's not just humans. Like even rats get mad when another rat cuts them off in his little tiny rat car. When when the one rat in the in the motorcycle goes up the side, even though it's not a lane and you're in traffic and you want to get home, and then this asshole gets to go all the way up to the front of this whole line of traffic. <laughs> I hate that rat. What a jag off. <laughs> rat jag off. Oh man, we're we're look at this. We're 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 searching desperately for topics to talk about tonight, guys. This is I'm what just is coming. picturing like little like rat cops and stuff. <laughs> I am like I don't even see it like it's rats. It would have to be like a different animal. If like rats squirrels. are people, squirrels would be cops. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Can, can we see that? Is everybody in agreement that it would yeah. be squirrels? Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Maybe you need to get uh, Emily on the phone so she can. Uh... Do something like this for a comic. Oh, there you go. Emily. Hey, rats drive go. cars. There it is. Yeah. Boom. Crossover. That's <laughs> that's how I get back on Facebook with go. my new rat driving car <laughs> comic book that I'm creating. Right. This is the uh, I really to provide something of value to Facebook for them to let you back in. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I got the title. You ready for this? You ready? Rat Bastards. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny too that they're 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 driven by Fruit Loops because when you were talking about your phone story earlier, I was gonna make a Boot Loop Fruit Loop kind of stupid joke pun, but I was like, nah, no one wants to talk about Fruit Loops. Uh, but here we are. But you should because now that brings us full circle, Steve. A Boot Loop, if you will, huh? It, it was all planned. It was all an illusion. It was all a dream. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the first part 
of our two-part episode of GGR Pirate Radio. As we always do, we split this into two episodes so you guys can enjoy them in nice little bite-sized chunks. We're going to be continuing to talk sports because I just got a genius idea that we will be talking about in uh, episode two. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. It's so cool. You got to tune in and check it out. But for Steve, for MC, my name is Mike Lunsford. This has been another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. And guys, remember, don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.